Like, homie, you're going to need to write that down. My brain is yogurt right now. Wrong. Wrong. Totally fucking wrong. 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 That's disgusting. Wrong. That's wrong. Wrong. You guys are like total fucking idiots. The wrong guys. All right. Here's the deal. I'm going to, I'm going to preempt this episode with a couple of things because I feel like things are going to get serious. I also, yeah. Okay. You go first and I also have a couple of things to say as first to to, to, to lead off as well. So go ahead. Just to just to kind of like start us off on a, on a on a good note, you know. Um, uh, so I checked the emails. Just oh now. yeah, I haven't checked those in a while. And uh, we have t- two emails of note, like one and then a bundle of other me- emails. Uh, one is from Regan, who said, uh, "Record some more pods, dude." So that's what we're doing right now. Fuck so, Regan. Regan, this is for you. I love you, man. And then the other ones is the as promised pictures of high school from Lisa. Oh, man. And can you send those to my phone? I they're on the email. I can I will send you. I think I don't want to post too many of those on like oh, social I, I media. Oh, I don't. No, because, can you just text them to me so I can. No, no, see no, no. Them. But I did find one uh, that we could post, so I'll, I'll send you that one specifically that you could post on the on the Instagram page if you wanted to. I, there, mostly, it's just because a bunch of them are like underage drinking and smoking and oh, yeah. other people those who we don't. I don't necessarily have consent to post, you know, hmm. pictures of people. But man, there's like pictures of. Like you'll recognize people from these pictures and stuff, so it's it's pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. And then, oh, I have names. Do you want names? Of course I do. May as well may as well get it off. So my name is Alex Brown. That is, are you ready for this? Marty McFly. Huh. <laughs> Those are two I've people who like nostalgia so much they went back in time. You're supposed to laugh there. I get um, chuckled. Okay, thank you. And then yeah, and the I so I I'm have I came up with a game, but we can we can do the game at the end. We'll do the game at the end. It's a I came up with a a navy quiz for you. <laughs> okay, I love it already. So it's just like things that you know. I was like, can you define these things and what does this mean and stuff? So yeah, I'm down. It's just sim- simple, fun stuff. What did you have? You had some stuff you wanted to talk about it at the beginning here. Yeah, briefly. Um, so you and I, um, I guess it's sort of like a, a preface to to what we're gonna do in this episode, right? Okay, that's cool. I didn't that's have any. Idea. I didn't have any um, like news. Whatever. I didn't have any like you know n- none of that shit. Nothing like we usually do for this week because I've been preoccupied with some other stuff. Um, oh, I guess I can say yeah. this is kind of a funny anecdote. I finally sold my truck. I told you about it. Yeah. And I bought yeah the biggest. You. I know it's it was a relief. Um, didn't quite get as much as I was hoping for, but I still got. I still made a little bit of. Uh, profit on it and I turned around and spent that profit on the biggest piece of shit car ever but it's so funny and it's kind of fun to drive because <laughs> it's a standard so I went back to a standard 1995 Toyota 4Runner dude nice <laughs> it's got so much rust it has so many things wrong with it but it's just like I just hop in and I'm just fucking yeah speedometer doesn't work so I have no idea how fast I'm ever going odometer stopped working so even though it says 258 on the thing I don't know no one knows. Could be five hundred. Who knows? It's a Toyota, though, right? So it's, I'm not too too concerned. Um, but yeah, all this to say, like the used car market. I don't know what it's like in other parts of Canada, but out here, man, it's fucking crazy. It is not easy to find. In, a, in, in what sense? Like in a good way? No, it's just everything is overpriced compared to like I'm thinking back to when you bought that Dodge Ram. Was mm-hmm. it three years ago? Maybe two, three years ago. Yeah, three years ago. Yeah. What did you pay for that? Forty two. 4,800. So you paid less than I paid for a 2007 Dodge Ram with yeah. how many miles on it? 
Oh, it had 160 when I bought it. That was like brand new. Fucking insane. So yeah, no, it was that was just a smoking deal. Like that was just like I know, but there are no deals like that to be found anywhere, at all. I paid fifty three hundred for this bucket. Who that like half the shit doesn't work, which is fine. Like that was yeah. the whole point is just to be for me to own something, and like the next yeah, best, yeah, yeah. the next cheapest thing that was like in the same similar price range around here was like a fucking PT cruiser or something. Ooh, right. God. So I was like, I didn't want to wait around for like a deal or look around for something that was worth my while. I was like, I just want something that drives. Yeah. Get me around town. Excuse well, me. Well, I've, I've um, talked to you about this before, but it's like shopping for used cars is, is a hobby of mine. Like I'm, I'm constantly, and actually Owen's the same. So we're just constantly like, like we'll sit at each, like his computer is like five feet that way. Yeah. And we'll just be sitting at our computers and then we'll be like, Hey, you'll come <clears> over <throat> here. And then I'll have like eight tabs opened up with all these different cars. I want him to look at. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be like, after that, we'll go over to his computer and look like a half dozen com- cars that he's, he's picked right. out. Um, and there are some good deals, but you know, you it has to be something that you're doing constantly in order to find those things, right? Yeah, and I'd been looking so. for the last month, um, ever since I put yeah. my own truck on sale because I just wanted to slide into something right away. I didn't want to wait around to, mm-hmm. um, to find a time. So, okay, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. long story short, I spent five thousand dollars on a car that is not worth five thousand dollars, but because <laughs> of the way the used car market is, it was the best thing I could find. Um, it's just, it's such a funny, I'll try and take some photos and videos of it for you, dude. It's so funny. Um, totally, and at least dude. it gives you me, know me. I, I love driving. Shit oh boxes. yeah, for sure. I get the appeal and it's nice. Like you, we talked about it too. It's, it's nice to have like something that I, I own. It's just mine now. Yeah. Um, the, the best part of owning shit boxes is you can also trash it and just walk oh, it's away already from it. It's trashed. like you don't feel like you owe it anything. Yeah. And yeah. I also shoulder then, seasons coming up here, which for the uninitiated yeah. shoulder season is just sort of the. The quiet months of the year in a ski town where, where nothing really happens, skiing stops, and it's just kind of a uh, a waiting game until summer kicks off. But it's it's pretty quiet around town, so it'll give me some time to maybe fiddle around and get my inner mechanic on just to kind of tweak some of the stuff and see if I can get stuff working again. So, yeah, little dude, project. Good time, learn some. Yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah, that's that's the best part. It's like you're you know. You're, you, you're, it's your car. It's like you could fucking break oh, it dude, if you it's want. it's already, but, you know. Like the roof leaks. Yeah. I just found out because it was raining a couple of days ago that the roof, there's a leak in the roof. So anyways, it's it's a hilarious shit box. Uh, it was a necessary thing to do and it's sort of like I can check that off the list of things that I was trying to accomplish this summer. So yeah. Okay, well that leads nicely into I guess, kind of I guess what it kind of does, yeah. Today. So um, yeah. yeah, so you and I... <clears throat> I guess spoke off the air, you know, as people, as people do. do after we recorded or before maybe it was even before we recorded, maybe what was it like two or three weeks ago, one of the episodes we recently did. And I, uh, I kind of just came out and said that I was, I don't know if I said I was struggling, but I was like in a weird place, mental health wise, a very strange sort of headspace, which was kind of new uncharted waters for me a little bit. Um, Mm-hmm. And then we just sort of half jokingly, I think, t- talked about doing a therapy session as an episode, right? <laughs> and then I think we talked about it some more whenever it was last week or at some point between now and then, um, or between then and now, I should say. Um, and so here we are, and we're I think we're just going to give it a shot. We're, and I will be the patient, yeah. and you will be the therapist, and maybe we can reverse roles at the end or something, but um, sure. <laughs> I don't know how funny of an episode this this might be it probably i'm gonna try and keep it as light as i can 
um, and and you know poke fun at myself. But I don't know how humorous this will be. So if if that's not if that's what you're listening for, maybe skip this one or just you know go to the next one. I don't know. Um, yeah, or, or not. not. Who knows? If, if right? you're interested, it might be super interesting. In, um, <clears throat> if you're interested in me using this podcast as an outlet for um, my mental health, I guess, then feel free to stay and listen. I'm sure I'll get some you know, vulnerable at certain points and I'm, I'm not going to try and hold anything back. I'm just going to fucking go with it. And I also want to make sure I, I don't want this to be like, um, like a pity party or anything. I don't want this to come off as be like, Oh, I'm, I'm sad and I'm going through things. Feel sorry for me. That's not at all what it is. It's just sort of like an experiment. Um, and I, I use this podcast as a creative outlet. It's a hobby for me as well. Um, well, let's here. Let, let's let's say it like this: If you're listening to this episode, then it was good enough for us to post. Because right. if we <laughs> if we decide not to, we just might not post this. That's episode. true. So, um, but i So it's like if you're listening to it, it's interesting enough. Yeah, and I'm not. Um, yeah, I, I don't want this to just be like about me being sad. If anything, it's it's sort of like um, if if someone listens to this and is maybe struggling with their own mental health, then just just to find an outlet for themselves, whether it be talking to someone or to a therapist, um, which I mentioned to you, I, I just done for the first time, not, not so long ago. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why don't we talk about that? A um, bit? so yeah, if anything, it can just be like a springboard for someone who, I don't even know who fucking listens to this anymore, but if someone <laughs> is listening and is maybe going through some shit, whether it's, it could be anything just if you're not feeling well, you know, up here, um, maybe just use this as a, a nudge in the, in the direction of, of asking for help or for, um, yeah, to find an outlet for yourself. And we're not saying this is not my only outlet. Like I've talked to people otherwise outside of this, but, um, but you and I have a pretty solid relationship. I think it's friends and we've been friends for a long time. And I think we've been pretty open with each other about all kinds of things over the years. And, um, this is just sort of a continuation of that, I guess. So, yeah. Well, that's, I, I think that's a, that's a good amount of COA. Yeah, so at this point, I guess we'll dive into it. And if, again, if you're expecting some belly laughs and some idiocy, then I'll do my best to to, to do that. But otherwise, I can't promise that, that things might get a little bit weird and heavy. So, yeah, but we'll... we'll real. They'll they get, sorry, get real. I won't say heavy. Things might get real. And um, yeah. yeah, I'm going to try my best to be open about all this stuff and just spill my guts a little bit. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Okay, so here's the best way that I can see this working between us right now for it to feel genuine. Because first of it, all, at the end of the are day, you a licensed therapist, professional therapist? No, I am perfect. not. And, and this is a, and, but that's okay. No, it's perfect. I it's have, actually exactly what we need. I have the, the I have the credentials of being uh, one of the co-founders of the Wrong Guys right. podcast, and so. I'm I'm a, a head case, so this is perfect. Listen. Um, so yeah, I think the best way we can go about this is to treat this. We've talked about this before about how hard it is sometimes to feel natural while talking into microphones. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is just, I just, I have some genuine questions for you that I want to ask you because you're going through some shit and you're my friend. And and, I mean, obviously the people don't know this, but right before we started recording this, I was like, I don't really want to ask you how you're doing right now because that's the point of this episode. should mention that. Usually when we start recording, we kind of catch up for five or 10 minutes and then start recording. But this time we didn't. We just got on Zoom together and we're like, let's let's just go. So it's, everything is kind of unfiltered, I guess, and ready to go. Um. 
Yeah. So, um, so why don't you tell me what, cause when we talked, okay. So we talked to the, I think it was like two or three weeks ago or yep. whatever you were saying there was a lot of stuff going yeah. on. So, and you listed, a, you listed a couple of things. You've got school coming up that you're kind of stressed out about and you've got sort of like your career change thing going yeah. on. Yeah. I, and then obviously, yeah, the big kicker was like the whole, the stuff with, um, Let's leave her name out of it, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I literally just blanked that's on her fine. name let's, anyway. Let's so. just, we won't, we won't mention her name, but the girl that I sure. had been seeing or was in a relationship with for, for a little yeah. while. So, um, yeah, I, I guess the, what's, what, when we did speak that, that one time and, and I mentioned to you that things were strange and I was like, I felt a little bit frazzled and my head was just kind of like spinning a lot on a day-to-day basis. I just had a lot of things going on in my life that just were basically question marks, like a ton of uncertainty in all areas of my life. So it it started with, um, you know, job security was kind of weird a little bit. Like I just left the the job I'd been doing for the winter because I fucking hated it. And that, and that kind of nudged Mm -hmm. me into a weird place mentally in the first place. Like that kind of kicked off the anxiety, I think a little bit. The, the job did or leaving the job? job? I was, yeah, I felt okay, relieved to yeah. leave the job and go do something else. Okay. And I had work lined up, but it was just still like, oh, fuck, I just gave up a decent paycheck for uncertainty in that front. Like, when am I going to start making But again, for my own sake, I had to leave when I left. It, was, I, it wasn't tenable anymore. I had to get out. Um, so there was that going on. There was the issue of um, debt that I've accumulated over the last couple of years. Um, that was kind of front and center as well. There was the... The idea of going back to school and sort of changing my life or like my career path was super exciting. That was the one thing that was kind of like um, opposed to everything else that was going on. It was like a really exciting, I know when school starts, I know the schedule. Like that was the one thing that I was like, I know what's going on with this. Um, But beyond that, everything else was just question marks and uncertainty and... um, And even the idea of... Like I've, I've been wanting to leave the town that I live in now for a while. And mm-hmm. so the idea of leaving this town and going to school elsewhere was, was again, exciting, but it's still, it's a lot. You know, the town that I want to move to, um, competitive housing market as well. I need to go there. I need to find a place. I need to find a job. It's just like, there was a lot of things going on that I... Start over, make st- friends. Yeah, and, and it's stuff, just like, yeah. I feel like that was the place where I found myself in my life where I needed to take that step. Otherwise, staying here, like, I can stay here and do the school thing online if I want to, but I just feel like staying in this town where I'm at in this house, I'm just like stuck in neutral. I'm going to stay stuck in neutral. Right. And again, it would be for a short period of time. It'd be for like a year, but I just like, I've, I've had the urge to leave for a long time and I just need to follow through on it. I just need to get out and do something different at the, after the summer, basically. So that was sort of the, I guess the, the Genesis, if you will, <laughs> of what was causing me anxiety and grief on a sort of like a daily basis was just all those things um, kind of piling onto each other. And I think maybe I was more anxious about certain things than others, but the way my brain works in this weird self-sabotaging way is that like anxiety about one thing would, would like seep, would just like trickle out. I would like try and compartmentalize all these things in my brain and do like finances here, uh, selling car here, going to school here, finding a place here, whatever girl troubles here, like split everything off. But then like, it's like the anxiety that I think the, the biggest one for me was the debt thing was sort of taking care of the debt that I owed. And that was the biggest, most pressing one. And I think like anxiety from that would just tend to trickle into everything else. 
like every other little compartment that I had uh, set up in my brain. Do you know what I mean? And I would just, yeah, well, they're all, they're all, because in it, a way it, they're all related. Yeah. Right. It all relates to, it all relates exactly. to like my future and, and, and it's, yeah. So they would all, it would just like, it was a self-perpetuating thing, I guess. You know? Yeah. Well, you, you left a fairly high paying job. Yes. You know, that was, which leaves you yeah. in, you know, and it's, you know, and then you have your, your, you know, but presumably a lot of that stuff, you know, now we're sort of two weeks down the road mm -hmm. and it's kind of like shifted over now in a lot of ways, right? Yeah. There's a lot less uncertainty and a lot more certainty. I guess yeah. like you said, you sold your truck. So I'm sure that kind yeah. of shifted, shifted. So the balance I, a little I bit. think I, in some ways I feel a little bit better now than I did. I think it was three weeks ago that we left. And yeah, I, I think since then, in some respects, I feel better about certain of those things. Like I just mentioned, I sold my truck. So that was like a check mark on the to-do list. And that frees up a lot of money um, on a monthly basis that I can save and put towards um, school yeah. for next year. Um, it's money you don't need to make anymore. It's exactly. It's money I don't need to make to afford a vehicle. Because now the vehicle I have is paid for. I own it. And the insurance was literally cut in half. Because it's a, like I said, it's an old fucking shit wagon. exactly so i'm paying um i'm saving like almost six or seven hundred dollars a month based on like insurance and car payments it's that, fucking crazy that's a huge amount of money to not have to make it's, anymore um as far as the debt goes um i've managed to tackle that um in some respects with like a very generous uh very generous assistance from from my parents um so that that's was nice. really hard um Asking for help when it comes to that sort of thing is mm -hmm. it's it's fucking hard. It's super challenging, um, especially when it comes to asking your parents, you know, because it's like as a point of personal pride for me, it's like, well, I dug myself this hole. I should be the one to get myself out of it. There's like I it's, yeah. it's not someone else's responsibility to help me get out of this hole that I've created from. And there's it's like embarrassing as well <laughs> like it's pretty embarrassing to have to go to your parents and go like hey i need money because i fucked up you know like hey i'm in my mid-30s exactly i had a little it's, yeah. it's completely embarrassing so um yeah so that was um difficult but again my parents are angels and were willing to help and not willing we're like happy to help which is you know yeah it's i'm just so fortunate um that they've stepped up and like, obviously I'm, I'm paying them back, but at least like the credit card side of things is like, is done and dealt with. Um, so yeah, that was another big sort of check mark. And again, there's, there's like a plan for me to, to repay them over time, basically what they, they lent to me. But, um, yeah, that was, um, another big thing that was, that was super challenging and causing me a lot of, of stress and anxiety at the time. But of, of late is, is, you know, feels like it's not been handled, but it's been, we've taken a step in the right direction for that. Yeah. Well, that's good. I mean, it sounds like, you know, I'm sort of, I, I've been taking notes just because, you know, me and my stupid memory and I'm like, I just want to make sure that I'm getting everything down. Sure. But it sounds to me like, so from the f first time we, you sort of brought it up to now, you've got, you know, the, um, the changing <clears throat> career thing kind of sorted out. Yeah. You've got the well, truck lined thing up sorted anyway, out. Yeah, yeah I, and I mean, 
making the decision is a big part of it, yeah. right? It's like, I can see how it would be hard to, and I, I don't take this sort of like in no, any no, way other not. than what I'm saying, but it's, you know, if you've devoted, not necessarily devoted your life, but if you've been doing this one thing this whole time, mm-hmm. right? To be able to pivot and shift can easily sort of start to feel like, you're like, have I been, you know, have I been wasting my time this whole time? Should I, you know, I, I feel that way about joining, joining yeah. the military where I'm like, I waited till I was 34, like, that seems like it's 16 yeah, years Yeah, but late, if you, you know look, I mean? the other way to look at it is like you're only 34. Well, There's exactly. There's still and so much time, it, right? Listen, I, I, I now <clears throat> know that everything that I've done has led to who I am mm-hmm. now. So it's like, yeah, I'm 34 when I joined the military, but it's like I have I have 16 years of experiences that a lot of people don't have coming in here. Yeah, right? I don't. I have a whole life. I try to not. That, sometimes you know, it's hard to not sort of do the hindsight thing and yeah. be like, oh, I should have done this earlier. But it's it's a fruitless exercise and it's... It's, you know, it's, well, it's, yeah, exactly. you can only really look forward. Um, and, no, and, th- and that's the point I'm making is it's like, it, you know, your career change thing is it's like making that decision is, is accepting that you could just pivot and then move forward. Yeah. And it's like, you don't have to go, I've done all this and I'm super pot committed, you know, like to, to use a poker term, but it's like heavily invested in this. And, and I feel like I kind of have to stay on this track and like become a bar manager or something. Oh, yeah, like yeah. It's like, no, you yeah. could just move forward and just go try something new. And, and, and that 34 is, you know, it's a, it's a great time to yeah. be alive. And it's a great time where, you know, you, you understand your brain better than ever before. Mm-hmm. And you still have your body. You know what it I mean? It feels so, like um, for the first time in a long time, like I've taken control a little bit. Not that I, I felt like things were out of control before. But when you fall into like you you've lived here before you know this place is like Neverland, um, yeah. And it's it's comfortable and it's easy to work in these bars around here and like working in the service industry is easy. It's great money. It's afforded me the lifestyle I've lived up up until now. So it's like why totally. would I not keep doing that? It's just it's just what I know. But it, it feels like like making the decision to to return to school and do something completely different. It feels like I've I've made a decision for the first time in a long time. <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to use the analogy that you brought up where you were like, I felt like I was in neutral. And it's like, well, now you picked a gear. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, and then you dealt with the debt for the most part, it seems like, or at least got it under yeah. control. So at least I'm not paying and crazy then, interest on for you know, American Express. I'm just. Yeah. And mm. you've got a plan and you're working with people that you trust yes, and it's going to work yeah. out, you know. It's like some, you know, debt is manageable. Yeah. It's, it, it can be overwhelming, but it's manageable. It is, yeah. You'd make, you make so the really, right sacrifices and, and cut the corners that you have to. And um, it, it's definitely manageable. Yeah. And it's not, I've so, learned as well, it's not a, to, to pay debt back. Hmm. Um, yeah. You were trying to find a trying to find a shortcut. I trying to find a shortcut. And there is no shortcut. So it's it's sort of maybe a harsh realization, but it's it's the truth. Is like it, it'll take you a while to, to dig yourself out three, four, five, six years. It's not an overnight thing. And that's okay. And that's, a, that's the whole point is that it's fine as long as you're taking the steps to get out of it um, and not just treading water because then it, then it doesn't go away, right? This is not, fin- this is no, not financial exactly. advice. No. We could we do could an episode do, on financial advice. We could do advice, a financial though. advice episode. I'm going to write it yeah. down. Okay, sweet. Um, okay, so what we're getting at from my perspective is that it seems like most questions have been answered, but what's what – you know, what's glaring to me, and I think we're just kind of walking around oh, it a little t- bit. Tiptoeing is, around it, but once we get into it, I'm happy to get into it. It's We're talking, we're talking obviously, about the girl trouble. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I'm, I'm going to give... How about I give you my perspective on what sure. happened? 
and you can kind of fill me in on on what I'm lost at, right? Because I feel like I have an outside perspective. On I've it, been and we're going to give an outside nothing but think about this. it for the last few days. So, um, okay. yeah, but yeah, I'll, so, I'll let you take the point and then take point and then we'll, I can I can yeah. go from there. Okay, so what I understood was you and this girl were um, hanging out together and spending a lot of time together and maybe not so much spending a lot of time together, but spending a lot of time thinking about each other and a lot of time talking to each other and, you know, I'm gonna spending a lot of energy. Try on not other. to cry during this segment, by the way. I'm going to do my best to keep it okay. together. <laughs> by all means, though, you know, let it out. You're in a safe space. Um, and then, so at some point, maybe... It seemed to me, and I think Ramey is the one who mentioned it, um, you went to Ottawa, mm-hmm. and it seems like you guys spent a lot of time apart, right? And Sure, yeah. And, the, and that that may have been to, like the, the beginnings of sort of like some rougher waters, I guess, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, and then at some point, from again, from my understanding, it's like, there was like, she just stopped kind of responding to your text messages or whatever. And you hadn't gone to see her in a while. You guys hadn't talked to each other in a while. And, and she, she just started kind of ghosting you, I guess. Yeah. And then, and then I got, I saw some of those text messages, right? So I, I kind of, that part, I'm, I feel pretty confident saying like you were, you know, you were reaching out, you were kind of trying to get the, trying to get the door back open a little bit to mm-hmm. try and just because it had been a long time, I think yeah. you guys had been kind of like, on different different wavelengths, sure, I guess, if sure. you will, right? And you were trying to kind of get that door back open and and kind of you know nudge a little bit, and and it, you weren't really getting much. And then was it this this weekend, this past weekend, where you got a response? Yeah, from on her Sunday. Finally? So today's Wednesday. So on Sunday, I finally heard back. Yeah. Yeah, and then she was kind of just like, "Hey, it's not you. It's the me. classic. It's not you. It's me." Yeah, um, I need some space. It was like I'm, I'm looking to, to fo- work on myself and focus inward and do all this and that. And don't want yeah. you to blame yourself. I, there was nothing you did or didn't do. Is no, 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 whatever. You know, just the fucking copy paste it. It's the same. You know, it's just the classic. Sort the of. fucked up part about that is, it's like it's such a shitty. It's such a shitty breakup. But it's also like legit. It's like when you're in it's, those moments and you need, you know. You just need some space. It's like, that's truly how you feel. Yeah. It's like, I don't blame you for what's going on. I'm just kind of overwhelmed and I just need yeah. some space. Um, I don't know how much backstory. I don't want to like delve into. No, you don't. Yeah. The, Get, tell us the, what you feel the, comfortable um, telling us. Like, I don't want to rehash our entire relationship from like start to finish. But um, I, I, I talked to you about her a bunch when, when we were, to, to be clear, like this relationship just ended a few days ago. Like it's, it was, it effectively ended a few days ago. But I think in reality, it was probably over a bit before that. I just didn't know. And I think she was unable or unwilling to tell me that she had like checked out and moved Moved on on. kind of thing. Okay. And Mm. again, I need to give some context and some details as far as this was like a long distance thing. So it wasn't like we lived in the same town. So... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I'll, okay, I'll just start from the, from the beginning. I'll try and be quick, but I just need to give context. Uh, like, um, sure. so we met on, um, yeah. and then just kept in touch, traded phone numbers, got rid of the dating app, just like talked to her on, you know, via text and, um, via Instagram, not consistently, but just like we were essentially pen pals really. Um, and like she lives in a town that's three and a half hours away, roughly from where I live. 
So again, there was no expectation. I knew that. It was just kind of like, oh, she seems cool. Like she's chill. Maybe someday we'll end up in the same town and we can hang out, go for a drink or go for coffee or whatever. I'm I'm gonna just I'm just gonna put a little a little um footnote here. Yes. Um because I could see how it would be really weird if you were listening from like Toronto or Ottawa or Vancouver or Edmonton where you were like why the hell are you talking about three <laughs> okay, and a half hours away? That's a good away, point. Living in a small that's a good town, point. being on, yeah. being on, okay, yeah. So dating okay, sites. Okay, so side note. Means, side notes. Yeah. Total sidebar. Um, <clears throat> why am I talking to someone who lives three? Like, why am I even entertaining that as a possibility? Right. Um, the dating pool in the town I live in is extremely shallow. I've lived here for a super long time, and like, I'm not. I don't go out a ton anymore. I'm just like the older I get, I don't just. You know, I go out with friends or around, but I don't go out every weekend. Um, it's, it's, you, again, this, this place feels like a bubble and it's, sometimes it's fun for dating. Other times it's not because you see the same people everywhere you go. Um, so yeah. if you date someone and it goes poorly, you're going to see them again in town somewhere at some point, you know, it's yeah. like a don't shit where you eat kind of scenario. So it's just, Fuck, it's, man. it's, you, you know, <laughs> you know so well, right? So it's, it's not... And again, it's like, why are you living there? Like, I'm trying to get out, okay? I'm actively trying to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not just for that reason, but that is a reason. Like, the dating pool here is super, super shallow. So you get on these dating apps, and you expand your radius. And, like, you end up talking to people who live an hour, two hours away, just because. That's yeah. just, like, that's just the reality of it. And it's, it's anyways, that's that's just to explain why I'm talking to someone who lives so far away. Yeah, so you guys are so you guys are you guys we're are dating. Not even dating. I mean, you we're guys just, are just sending each other memes. Like, and not even every day. It's like a couple times yeah. a week. Send a meme here or there, have a text here or there, whatever. Super not um, serious. It's just again, lit- literally pen pals. Um, and then as summer moves on, I think we maybe started talking a little bit more, more consistently. And then I was just like, man, this is I just kind of something just. I was like, why are we like? What are we doing? Like I'm, it's cool being pen pals with you. It's cool, but obviously I'm attracted to you because I fucking met on a dating app. It's a fucking meat market. I like the way you look, <laughs> you know. Um, and we clearly get along. Like we at least have the same sense of humor. We've been talking for a while. Like, let's just fucking make a plan. Let's do something. Let's go camping. I suggested going camping. So we um uh swapped schedules i think and picked a weekend that worked and i was like yeah um, straight up this was just like a fucking send it kind of moment i was like yeah i'm I'm like bored mm-hmm. of just bored of dating people in fernie i don't want to date anybody in fernie i'm like i've got i can take these four days off i'm like fuck it pick a lake i'll bring my tent we'll just fucking send it and go camping yeah, yeah i yeah. packed my truck one night and i drove all the way out there um to see her and then we met and just like hung out for a night at her place and then the next morning we got up super early and went to this lake for a whole weekend. And just like, it was the best fucking weekend ever. We like instantly connected. It was so much fucking fun. Um, it was, yeah, like two peas in a pod. Like it was the best. And then, yeah, so we, that went on for a good five months, I guess. We saw each other, like we made plans, talked every single day. When we weren't together, like we were communicating and whatever doing the fucking trading meme shit and like texting every single day if not every day then like there like it was never more than a day that went by where we weren't um talking to each other okay that sounds like every day yeah yeah sorry <laughs> basically every day <laughs> seems like you're stalling no i'm trying to like organize my thoughts and then like get to the part um and then if, i guess eventually um so the last time that we hung out 
would have been in January, mid-January, <clears throat> which is three okay. months, three, basically three months ago now. Um, yeah. And I knew that our schedules were going to fall out of line move like moving forward. Okay. And it was just kind of like we hadn't really looked into it that that far in advance. But we were both just like, oh, it's fine. Like, we'll figure it out. Like, we'll figure something out. Like, we've been figuring it out for the last five months. Like, we're just going to f- play it by yeah, ear. We'll, yeah, we'll figure it out. Fine, we'll yeah. pick, we'll, we'll, something will come up. We'll figure it out. Um, and then over the next couple of weeks, um, nothing really came up. And then she, um, at that time, maybe had like slowed her replies a little bit. Like they had just tapered off a time. I'm like, whatever. She's a grown woman. She's busy. She has a full-time job, this and that. It's not a big deal. Um, and she apologized to me a couple of times during that month of February, um, that, her replies had been, her communication had been sort of lacking a little bit. So she was aware of it. And I was like, Oh, it's fine. Like I get it. You're going through your own shit. Like she, she had some mental health shit that she was dealing with too. And she described it as being low energy or low battery. And I was like, yeah, it's cool. I get it. Like you don't, we don't have to fucking text a million times a day. Like it's cool. Do what you need to do to recharge your batteries. Like I'm around. Like it's, it's not, I get it. I'm do what you have to do basically. Um, Mm -hmm. and around that same time was, um, um, Valentine's Day and what coincided with our um, six month anniversary. And okay. I remember talking to you about it and I was like, do I just like, I should probably just like bundle, like make it one thing. Right. And you're like, no, definitely don't do that. <laughs> it's, it's fucking me. Like not no clue what the fuck I'm doing. You're like, definitely don't do that. Um, do them separate, do the Valentine's Day thing as its own thing. And then do the six month thing, which was four days later as it's as a separate thing underline them separately. Um, and I was like, I don't even think that she knows it will have been six months. Cause she's a bit of a space cadet sometimes, okay. but I'm, am I willing to take the chance? <laughs> Probably not. And I'm like, it didn't, doesn't no. seem like she's not the type to care about that sort of thing. But I was just like, ah, I'm just going to fucking do it. I'll just send her a little thing. Yeah. Worst case it's, you did something. It's nice. just a little yeah. thought just to be like, Hey, I know we haven't seen each other in a couple weeks. It had been like two or three weeks at that point. But it's just like, hey, a reminder that I'm, I know you're going through it, but I'm thinking of you, you know, whatever, some cute shit. Um, so I sent her some cute shit for Valentine's Day. I sent her some cute shit for um, the anniversary, which again, it's such a like high school thing just to, to talk about, right? The six month anniversary. But I was just like, to me, it felt, I was like, it's noteworthy. Like I've met someone that I really care about and that I really enjoy spending time with. And I just wanted to just underline it and just be like, hey, we've been seeing each other for six months. That's kind of cool, right? Sweet. Um, and I, it, I think that's and sweet. And it was, yeah. here's where it gets even sweeter. I ordered her, I ordered uh, flowers to be sent on the 18th, just like three little roses or something. Um, and I got chastised by the lady on the phone. She's like, you know, Valentine's Day is, is Tuesday, right? And I was like, it's fine. Don't worry. I got it covered. Um, and I what I sent her as the gift for to like underline the, that date was I'd taken a photo. Like I thought it was a pretty cool photo of like the lake that we went camping on at night. So like the stars are kind of like streaking across the sky and I'd edit it. So it, it looked pretty cool. So I just like, I wrote her a card and I was just like, Oh yeah, just kind of, I basically rehashed um, the trip that we went on and just like slipped in some inside jokes. Like, do you remember when this happened? Do you remember when you did that? Do you remember when I did it? Whatever. And then I would just like, Went on and said like, hey, I've, you know, you know, you know, I like you, you know, I care about you. Like, life is more fun. It's more exciting with you, with you in it. Blah blah blah. I was trying to make her cry, <laughs> so, um, so I sent her that, and then I sent her a framed photo, the framed photo that I took, 
of that first weekend that we spent together. We're not in it. It's just it's that's just nice. a, a landscape photo. Yeah, but it, she nice. knows what it is, and it was just kind of like, hey, you know, I'm thinking of you, even though we haven't seen each other in a little bit. Um, and then she, like, she got them. She replied to me. She she mentioned that she received them, and she was like happy. She said, thank you for being so thoughtful, blah, blah, blah. I miss you this. I, we told each other we missed her. And then like, I was like, hey, cool. Things are, like, I know you're going through it, but things are cool. Like, it's fine. Like, we'll, you know, moving forward, we'll we'll kind of figure something out. And then, uh, and then it just sort of, like, slowly, kind of slowly tapered off, little by little. And then at, at a certain point, I think I, this is kind of when I start, went home. I think I started to feel more anxiety about it just because of the other anxieties in my life. And this sort of, it, it trickled into that. And I was like, what if something's wrong? <laughs> you know, what if there's, maybe there's a reason she's, the communication is tapered off. Like, fuck, maybe there's something going on. And then every time I would send her a text or something, um, just kind of checking in and being like, I would send her photos of the dogs that I was meeting, for example, back home, like my, my siblings' okay. dogs. And then it would take a couple of days maybe for her to reply. But every time I got the reply, I'd be like, oh, fuck, no, everything's fine. Like, dude, you're fucking overreacting. Stop fucking being... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop yeah. being a fucking bonehead. Like, you're just overreacting. She's busy. She's got shit on the go. Um, but then every now and then I'd ask her, you know, kind of in, in that month, like, what's your schedule like? Can we hang out? <clears throat> I never really got a firm reply. Um, and then I think as time wore on, it just sort of became more and more clear to me that something was, in fact, up. Like, things were not quite... Um, what they used to be communication. And then at one point I had a busy week when I got back and then I asked her, I was like, okay, so when are you not working? Like, like at the very least, can I, I'd like to make, I'd like to call you so we can catch up. Like it's been a super long time. I miss talking to you. And then I got nothing. I didn't get a reply. And that's kind of when the ghosting started. Um, and then, so again, I didn't want to come off as that <laughs> super needy overreacting uh, partner who's just like, why aren't you answering me? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Why didn't you, did you get my text? Why aren't you calling me back? Did you see I called? That's not who I, like, I'm not, that's not me. I don't want to be that fucking person. I'm not that person. So I would like always just give space and say, I asked her like, Hey, when are you not working? Didn't reply for a couple days. So I'd be like, okay, well it's been three days now. I think it's fine to send another text or try calling. For example, I would send another text being like, Hey, are you working tonight? No reply. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. It's just a simple question. It's like, <laughs> are you working? Yes, no. A um, couple of days later, I'm like, hey, fuck it. I'm just going to call her. Like, I know she's probably done work around five. Called her again, like no reply. And then finally a couple of days after that. So this is like four or five attempts, three or four attempts of communication spread out over the course of like a week. Um, and by the last one, I was like, hey, I haven't heard from you in like a week now. It's just want to check in. Like, are you okay? Are you feeling better? Cause she had been sick. So I was like, are you feeling better? Are you still alive? Whatever. Just let me know. Give me a sign of life. And then she replied to that one. And then I was like, Oh fuck. You're just fucking overreacting again. But it, I was, I was, I, uh, yeah, it wasn't an overreaction. It was, I think I was just happy to get a reply cause it alleviated right. the anxiety I'd been feeling. Yeah. And I was v- too eager to disregard the previous week of non-communication based on that one reply. Um, yeah. I was, I brushed it off as like, Oh, an aberration. It's fine. This has never happened. She's usually super prompt with her replies or at least within a day or two. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, it's fine. We're, we're good. We're normal again. And then text for a couple of days. Then I ask again, I'm like, Hey, like when, what's your schedule? Like, do you have a night off coming up? Can I, I just want to call you. I just want to have a chat, catch up. I miss talking to you again. Like same kind of thing. And then that was another sort of full, that was the next step to the ghosting. So a couple days went by after that. And then I was like, you know what? This is kind of getting crazy. I think it kind of, I didn't want to make an impulsive emotional um, decision or have an impulsive and emotional reaction, but I needed to, to take some sort of action. Right. Cause I was like, this is kind of getting yeah. crazy. Like it's been 10 days and you've texted me three times one day. It's, it's not, something's up. So I just texted her um, a long message, but it was, it wasn't like accusatory or aggressive or anything like that. I was just sort of, dumping the things that had been building up in my head. Um, and it was just kind of like, I felt I, I tried to take a step back from the whole situation and go like, well, what would, what might be causing her to not reply to me anymore? And I was like, is it me? Maybe there's something I'm doing wrong or whatever. And then I was like, ah, has your communication been good this last month? And I was like, mm, maybe not the greatest. Like I've been distracted with a bunch of other shit. Like I went home, I had all those other anxieties I was telling you about. And I feel like, I was probably just kind of a passenger and just kind of floating through things a little bit. And I tried to take responsibility and be like, Oh fuck, you know what? Maybe you haven't been quite as communicative as you used to be or you were before. Right. right? Or as you're accusing her of not being. Yeah, no, it was just sort of like, I wasn't, I wasn't in a position to be accused. And so I just sent her a text being like, Hey, I feel like, you know, I've had a lot of my brain lately and a lot of my mind. Um, and Um, I just sort of took ownership a little bit of like my dwindling communication. And I was just like, yeah, it probably sucks for you because I'm, I've been flat and underwhelming and not really texting you anything of any substance. Just kind of like, Hey, how's your day going? Are you working? No, no, no. Like I just basically owned up to that. And I was like, eh, I understand that I've been probably a little bit boring of late, but I've been preoccupied with some shit and I'm sorry, but I realize that now. And I'm like, I'm want to change that and I'm going to work towards changing that. I'm paraphrasing what I, what I text anyway. And then I just, the next text was, or the next part of the text was, um, I want to make it clear that I want to see you and I want to spend time with you. Um, I just wanted to put my foot forward and be like, I, maybe I haven't made that clear enough lately. Um, and if I haven't, that's my fault, but I'm telling you now, like I'm trying to be open and honest and communicative um, and this is how I feel and this is what I want to do. I have a bunch of days off next week. It'd be awesome if we could try and plan something. Um, I've maybe been a little bit too complacent lately, but I don't want to be complacent anymore. I want to take action basically again. And then I slipped in a couple of whatever inside jokes and that, and then it was fucking ghost, nothing dead, silence. dead silence, right? For, um, two weeks, a bit more than two weeks. So at this point, I'm like, I, you had, I talked to you and Ramey about it and you had given me advice. You're the one who gave me the advice to be like, Hey man, just fucking be assertive, like make a, make a plan or tell her that you have days off and you want to go see her. And that's what I did. I was like, yeah, no, you're totally right. Um, and then I, after about a week or 10 days, I was like, this is getting fucked. Like now it's causing me anxiety. It's, it's like, I can't fucking sleep you know because i don't know what's yeah, going you on put yourself out and i'm there. like but i'm not on the one hand i'm like i'm not chasing after someone who's not really giving me anything back it's this really sort of mm. you're like towing this line uh of like man i really really like this person and i want to be like 
what's going on? You know, I want to know, I want an answer. Even if you're fucking not down anymore, just fucking tell me. But also like terrified of saying, not saying too much or like asking the wrong thing and pushing them even further away. Right. So I talked to, totally. I talked to, uh, my friend and, and other therapist, other friend therapist, Claire. So I was like, I need to talk to a woman about this. I need, I need a woman's. And when I called her, I was like, okay, so I like, I think I want to text her again. Like I just to be like, what the fuck's going on? Like this one, this time being a little bit more, again, not accusatory, but just like, what's going on? Like, this is fucking weird. And then she was like, she was like, yeah, that's probably a bad idea. Like, don't do that. Cause you're going to, you're going to push her even further away. It's pretty clear that she needs time and she needs space to herself. Um, so if you do that, I think it's a bad idea. So just like give her another week. It's only been whatever. It's only been 10 days. 10 days is not that long a time, even though it felt like a lifetime. Cause we, again, we've been talking every, every yeah. single day. Right. So 10 days is like, it feels like a lifetime when you communicate with someone so consistently. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I, I was like, it's, it wasn't the advice I wanted to hear, <laughs> you know? Cause I was like, I just want to fucking text her. I just want to talk to her and fucking figure out what's going on. I just want to get her on the phone. Um, and then Claire, I was like, oh, you're right. I shouldn't, I'm going to let it sit for another week or whatever. Let's see what happens. I'll give her another week essentially to like get back to me. And then another week went by and still nothing like not even a hint of anything. And again, like we were, obviously we have, we're, you know, on Instagram and used to trade memes and stuff. And I'd sent her a couple memes again, two weeks ago. And she hadn't even opened those messages yet. Cause on Instagram, you can see if someone opens or reads a message. So right. I saw that and I was like, oh, this is fucking weird, man. This is getting really shitty. And then I like scrolled up on Instagram and that conversation was like the last time she sent me anything was like in February. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is, and it started to kind of like, piece things together a little bit. And I was like, this is, yeah, you gain a little perspective. This is getting fucking weird and shitty. And I'm like, I just want an answer at this point. And my anxiety is still like fucking through the roof about it. Cause I'm like, I don't want to be that annoying guy who's like, text me back. But I'm also like, I just want a fucking answer. I think I just deserve an answer as to what's going on. Um, and then I, in a moment of <laughs> impulsivity, and I know this is not a, an appropriate coping mechanism, but I think, Two weeks after I sent that long one, I was like, well, this is probably done. Like, there's probably nothing to really hang on to anymore. And I fucking downloaded Tinder. <laughs> Just to like, again, not an appropriate coping me mechanism at all. I acknowledge that. It, don't fucking call me out on it. I know it's a dumb idea. It was not an appropriate coping mechanism. Not the right way you should go about things. Um but I just did it. I just like, I just fucking need a distraction. I just fucking need to swipe on the stupid meat market just to take my brain off of this for like a day or an afternoon. And I was going to Cranbrook that day uh, to buy this shit box that I bought. And then of course, and mm -hmm. then my roommate Alex drove me out there and then um, I'm swiping, you know, I'm, he's driving me around and I'm just fucking mindlessly swiping in the passenger seat. And then guess who comes up? Guess whose profile comes up on Tinder? Hmm. Interesting. I did not know that. Part. Yeah. So this is, again, I kind of wanted to fill you in on this. So I, I, um, I saw that. Did you guys match for the third no, time? No, no, dude. I, in a, in a, in a, like, um, a moment of, uh, of recklessness and idiocy, I swiped right. It was so dumb. And like, I don't <laughs> think I, it was just kind of like, it was like a knee jerk thing. I was like, 
fuck. And I sure. looked at the photos. And I was like, oh my God, fuck. I should like, I can't, I'm going to swipe right. Right. And I, I just did. And, I was, and then I'd I, like to date I my own girlfriend. Instantly sure. was like, that was, oh, why did you do that? That's just dumb. I don't even know if she saw it. I don't know if she knows that I was on there. I don't think she knows that I know she's on there. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't really care anymore at this point. But anyways, I saw that and that like fucking sent me into a spiral that day on that Sunday. Mm-hmm. It was fucking weird, man. And I was going to buy this car from this dude and I couldn't fucking focus. He's like telling me things about the car and I was like, I couldn't think straight. I just, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? I was so fucking <laughs> like, homie, you're going to need to write that down. My brain is yoga. I was, right yeah. Now. So maybe he told me all the shit that doesn't work with the car and I was just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. I'll buy it anyway. Like, I don't know. It was like, I kind of zoned out. It was like, I went to the insurance office and signed all this paperwork and I was like, do I remember doing it? I don't fucking know. Clearly I paid the guy. It was just, I was just like, it was a weird fucking thing. And then I have to drive home like by myself, thankfully not in silence, but I had like, you know, the stereo was working, but it was a long drive home. And then by then I had already like, again, impulsively deleted her number and stuff. So I couldn't text her on the fly. Oh my God. Well, it had been like two, it had been, like, no, no, no. I, listen, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, reacting. Yeah. It had been three weeks since we had like a real conversation via text. In those three weeks, we yeah. texted one day for like a tiny fragment of time. And then she ignored the question mm-hmm. that I sent her where it was like, when are you not working? And so I was like, it's been fucking three weeks. Like, I don't know what to do. I'm fucking confused. I've tried reaching out. I've tried giving space and time. If I reach out again, it's probably pushing her further away. And then I see her on this fucking dating app. And I'm like, that's a real shitty way to find out that someone's moved on without telling you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And so that happened. I got home and I was like, take a fucking breath. (laughs) Relax. Don't. I still have her number. Like I wrote it down just in case. Because I was like, I still have shit at her house. And I was like, if she doesn't reply to me, I need to get a hold of her so Mm. I can get my fucking shit back. So I jotted her phone number down and buried it somewhere. But I just didn't want it on my phone. Because I didn't want to get drunk and do something stupid also. That's another reason why I did it. Um, Fair enough. So I just deleted it. Um, and then, yeah, I got home after seeing her on, on Tinder that day. And then I just took like, um, I don't know, like a, an hour or whatever. It took some time to like basically craft a message that, again, was not like accusatory. But it was just kind of like, hey, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what happened to you. I don't know what caused you to fall off the face of the earth the way you did without saying anything to me. Um, but it kind of sucks. And, um, if you were no longer interested in me, I wish you would have just said something like it would have been nice to know, you know? And then I was like, um, I hope otherwise, I hope you're doing okay. Um, I think it would be really nice. I think it would be great for us. Or I forgot what I said. It was just like, I still think that we, you know, should take some time to talk and maybe clear a few things up. Um, that would mean a lot if we could do that. Otherwise, like I have some stuff left at your house. Like, let me know when I can come get it. Cause at this point yeah. I was kind of like, it was, I was like resigned. I was like, she's clearly <laughs> checked out and moved on. Right. Yeah. Um, I'd say that sounds, that sounds. Accurate. Yeah. So yeah. I just sent her that. Um, and then, um, the next day she replied with, I think I sent you a screenshot with that message yeah, that I, yeah. that I showed to you and, and Ramey. And I was like, 
well, yeah, we kind of already rehashed it, but it was basically like, a, hey, it's not you, it's me. Don't think it was anything sure. that you did. Um, you know, I'm focusing inward. I'm working on myself, blah, blah, blah. I'm on a different path and I have to figure out what that looks like. It's not fair to you uh, for me to try and sustain something when I'm so flighty and distracted and just kind of like spazzing out on other shit, right? And I was like, all right, cool. And then <laughs> initially I was just kind of like, I was relieved to get a reply. I obviously was not what you want to hear, but I'd been bracing for it for the last three or yeah. four weeks. So I wasn't, it's better than being, I wasn't unread, surprised sure. to hear that. It's yeah. still a gut punch when you read it. Cause when you see her number pop up, you're like, Oh my God, this is like the make or break text. Like this is going one of two ways. And yeah. you always have that fleeting hope. Like maybe this is like, she apologized and she's like, no, I'm sorry. I'd love to see you this weekend. There's like a that fraction of a percentage of hope. That's like, that's what it's going to be. But really you see the number sure. pop up and I'm like, I know what this is going to say. And then you read it and you're kind of like, oh, fuck, I'm devastated. But I was already kind of devastated already. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm relieved to have heard something back because I have, it's just like a sign of life. And it's like, okay, cool. And then um, I wrote her what essentially amounted to like a goodbye letter, I think. <laughs> like it was, I was like, you know what? If this is how this goes this like this is going down and this is how it ends. Like I'm just gonna fucking be myself. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna sure. be petty. I'm not gonna be angry or pissy or I'm not gonna accuse her. I'm not gonna fucking be like you fucking fuck me over. I'm like I'm gonna take a deep breath again and write what essentially like I said amounts to a good Um so I did and I just I I um I did call her out. I was like, yeah, your communication has been fucking brutal. Um, I, the last like three weeks have been super difficult and really confusing for me. And I, you know, I don't think I deserved to be left in the dark the way that you did, the way that you left me in the dark. Um, but I still appreciate you finally reaching out. So it's, you know, better late than never kind of thing. And then I just kind of, you know, went on and was like, yeah, listen, um, I understand what you're saying. I understand your decision. I respect it. Um, I don't necessarily, not that I disagree with it, but I was like, I want you to know, like what I want is something different. And I just wanted to be clear about that. And I was like, I like you. I want to be with you. Um, I understand that it's not in the cards right now. I still appreciate all the time that we were able to spend together. I just kind of went on, man. I was, I don't know. I just kind of like, I was just going to be myself. I was just going to write a fucking letter. Um, I mm -hmm. mentioned as well, like, you know what, this is, this is, turns into an opportunity for me to kind of do the same thing and focus on my short-term goals and plans. And I have, you know, these things kind of lined up for, for my future and they're, um, I'm taking a risk and it's exciting and it's scary. Uh, but I'm, really looking forward to it. And I, the idea of you being a part of that sort of adventure going in the future, just like was made it even more exciting to me. Um, and then I forget what else I said. Um, Oh, I, I think in, in her text, she had mentioned something like maybe we can connect again sometime in the future, which is such like, I don't know. It's such a, like, what does that it's mean? It's such a soft yeah. way of saying like, I don't think we should ever talk again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like a, you dangle the maybe as a like, as a like, uh, I don't want to be the bad like guy a, here. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Like a consolation prize or something. Like maybe one day we can talk again. 
Um, sure. Leave and then the I just, open. I mentioned, and I was like, I, I know like we can't speak for a while. Like I know we won't be speaking for a long time, not a long time, but for at least for a while. Um, but I was like, I think based on the connection that we made, it would be a shame to like completely and definitively close the door on ever connecting again at some point in some capacity. I'm not saying like go on a date. I'm just like leaving that door open for like a text or a meme exchange or something. Cause I'm like, I really got along with this girl and like we made each other laugh all the time. She's one of the funniest people I ever met. And I would just basically expressed, I was like, I think it would be a shame if we were to like let go of that connection completely. So again, just leaving the door open to, to like maybe reconnect in the future as friends or as pen pals again. I don't know. I just left it open a little bit. And then I just kind of so, finished with some sentimental corny shit with some like some more inside jokes, basically. Um, and sure. then that was kind of it. I was like, that was the last thing I sent. And that was on Sunday. And obviously, I, I'm not expecting to hear back at any point soon. Um, and I've had a couple days to kind of, you know, uh, ruminate and, and think about it and and think about her and... Um, yeah, it's been, it's been a weird, <laughs> a weird challenging couple of days. Cause like, even though, like I said, it's, it's, I had been bracing for the worst. How could you, how could mm-hmm. you not? Like when communication ceases to that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's the reasonable yeah, thing to and do. And I was trying to not blame myself for it, which I'm really good at. I'm really good at cornering myself and blaming <laughs> myself for when shit goes wrong. Oh, I thought you meant I'm really good at not. No, I'm really good myself. at blaming myself, which I've I've actually been pretty good at. And I've had it's like I said, told you off the bat, like I've been just in a fucking blender of emotions. Um, yeah, totally. I've, it's been alternating sadness and anger and <clears throat> frustration and resentment and more sadness. It's, predominant one has been sadness. <laughs> like I've just been, sure. I've felt, I've been feeling pretty crushed for the last. Well, the last three days, really, but. I mean, even going further back to like when, when communication kind of, you know, tapered off, it's been, I've just kind of felt shitty. Um, but okay. I have some questions yeah, for you. Um, can you hang on for one second? I'm just going to go to the washroom. Yeah. Sure. And I'm going to gather my, th- Oh, you know what though? I may not be sleeping well, but I am fucking hydrated as shit though. I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> hydrate or dihydrate, baby. Yeah. Okay. I I I don't want to go too far into this because we're already like I know pretty, we're going. Pretty I know, long, and I'm and I'm not I even do, done yet. <laughs> I do have some stuff I want to talk about real quick. So we'll, we'll, this is gonna we'll be a long get, one. We'll it's gonna be a long stuff. one because I'm not done. I got some more shit to say. It's fine. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's fine. Um. So I want to start it by saying, obviously, that sucks, dude. Yeah. Like as a as a yeah. friend. And I don't I don't know. So obviously, I'm the therapist here. I don't know if that's the kind of thing therapists ever say. Um, but that sucks, dude. Yeah. It sucks. It just really does. And I think that's the kind of thing therapists should yeah. say. Um, <laughs> thank you. The, I appreciate that. The next part, the next part is, uh, thank you for sharing that because that's some, you know, personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's not easy to, um, it's not easy to bear sort of a, I don't want to call this a failure, but, uh, something that a hardship, yeah. let's say, you know, um, so openly, and so sort of honestly, mm-hmm. which is, you know, thank you for doing that. Um, I do. Here's, here's my first question yes. to you is, so if you, um, if you have a scale, yeah. like a, a mm-hmm. balance, 
and you put um, the shitty stuff that happened uh, at the sort of the yeah. ending part on this side, and then you put all of the good stuff that uh-huh. happened in your relationship on this side, which way does it tip? It tips in favor of the good stuff, for sure. Okay. Um, and it's that's what makes it harder, I think. Yeah. A harder pill to swallow because, you know, as shitty as, as it's been for the last, whatever, three or four weeks, um, the good stuff was just so, it was great. It was fucking, it was the best. Like, I've never, I don't know. It's, <laughs> I'm, I'm in my 30s now and I've been single for a good chunk of my life. I've dated girls um, fairly I guess consist. I don't want to say consistently, but like sporadically. Sporadically, I guess here and there, and like I've, I've, I've had it long enough to be able to to be confident with the use of that word. Yeah, and I've always kind of been like, um, <laughs> I guess, afraid of commitment is really the. I've, I haven't been willing to commit to anything crazy or serious. I've always kind of been a little bit fleeting in that sense. Um, I have a couple. There are a couple girls I've dated in, in my life that I was more interested and in, more committed to seeing consistently. Uh, but a lot of times th- I would date girls here and they would just be going a couple dates and that was it. And nothing really ever came of it. Or even girls that I did see more frequently. It was never anything that I kind of um, envisioned myself uh, doing for a long-term thing or seriously. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, until I met this girl. And then this was just kind of like, I was completely swept off my feet and caught off guard and it was never... Um, there's a line in that fucking Death Cab for Cutie song. What, what does it go? It's um, um, you know, it's a breakup when Death Cab for Cutie comes. Oh, up. dude, I've been listening to so much, so much sad music the last. <laughs> to listen to an Olivia I've been listening Rodrigo. to Death Cab. I've been listening to fucking the New City and Color album, which is devastatingly beautiful. Oh my god! And uh, a lot of fucking screamo lately because I had to mix in some anger with my sadness. <laughs> and and like, the screamer screamo metal is the best for that shit. Where they have like the guy who's growling the verse. Yeah, and then the yeah. really good singer, kind of like Alexis on Fire, the really good singer comes in and does the chorus. One, uh, <laughs> one song I've had on repeat. This is so funny, dude. I was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Sing about your hurt. Oh, I, I relate. The guy goes, it's like there's cancer in my blood. It's like there's water in my lungs. Then I, I forget the next part. He's like, it's like my skin. It's like there's fire in my skin. It's like I'm drowning from within. And I was just like, oh, feed it to me feed it to me it's so good but his voice is amazing and the chorus is really catchy anyways um that's good i like that but it's good like it's i don't know listening to weird music or sad music is a good it's therapeutic um totally well i forget where i was going with this or what kind of well i i i kind of led you into that and i I, and i guess i never really got the question off but i think you kind of answered it the question was going to be would you do it again right necessarily mean with this person but in general, and I think the answer that you gave me is that yes, you would. Oh, you you have given to, the right circumstances, right? and it, uh, the the reason I'm asking the question is because I was just sort of like gauging if you've turned into this like woman hating Andrew Tate no, 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 person no. now. No, and that's you're... that's another thing I wanted to say too. Like, um, I don't, I don't know what the future holds for myself and this woman. Um. I, it's 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 too early. Like I have no fucking idea, and I don't. I'm not going to reach out. If I do, it's not going to be for a super long time. And I don't. And I don't know what that's going to look like. Even if I do, I, I you know it's. I don't think I should. Anyway, whatever. I don't know what the future holds. Is the point I'm trying to say. 
Um, but I don't It'd be crazy if you did though. What's that? Is it'd be crazy if you did though. If I reached out? No, if you knew what the future held. Oh, right. It would be sick. Um, I'd be, I'd have a lot more money than I do now. Um, but I don't, I don't hate her. No. You know, I hate what she did. What sure. she did was, was it felt cheap and it felt like a cop out and it felt like I deserved a lot more. And it was a okay. really shitty thing. Um, Can I? But I don't hate her. It's and that's the, the the thing that's. I'll let you ask the question in a second. But I think one of the most difficult things that I've been trying to do is reconcile the person that I knew and had like a personal experience with. And I'm like, what the fuck? How how is that the same person mm-hmm. that just did this to me? the way that they did in the last whatever month, you know how, yeah, I just, that, that's been the hardest thing I think is being like, how is this the same person? Did I miss some red flags? Did I miss some signals? Like, was there, or, or, or will it willfully ignore them? Or did I willfully ignore them? Or was I just so blissfully ignorant that I was like not seeing things that I should have been looking out for? Or I don't know. It's just like, I was just so perpetually happy with this person. Like I've never been happy it was the happiest six months of my life, probably. It was a turbulent six months because I had the weird mind thing going on and like I made some big life decisions, so it wasn't like smooth sailing for me personally the whole time. I had a lot of shit on the go. But when it came to a personal relationship with someone, no one like and it's not a slight against other girls that I've dated. Like I've been, you know, happy to yeah, fuck spend, those bitches. Fuck them bitches. But this person I've never clicked with anyone the way I clicked with this person instantly and it was effortless being around her and i could i felt like i could fully and completely be myself from day one and that's so liberating to be with someone that that you feel that comfortable with immediately and i was like oh this is the fucking greatest shit ever i had my guard up too when i first met her and without even trying i don't even think she she probably did how would you know you're dismantling someone's guard she like just took it down my guard went Mm. from like to like disappeared Without, yeah, like, and I'm like, what did, what did she do? How did she do that? What's going on? This is fucking crazy. You know? And I, I, like I said, I've just, I've, I had, it was the happiest, whatever, six months that I've ever spent with a person. And it was, that's really nice know, to hear. Challenging and weird and unique because of the distance thing. And because it wasn't a conventional, you know, relationship where you live in the same town, you can make plans to go get coffee. We also kind of had to plan ahead, but I was like, man, I, when I'm with her, that's like nothing else matters. And it's like, um, you, <laughs> it's like, I did want to go to bed at night cause I did want the day to end. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm being so fucking corny right now, but that's it was just adorable. like, but it was like, yeah, I just like time went by so fast and it, yeah, I just wanted time to slow down. Okay. Let me tell you, I'll give you my analysis on what happened. Because at the end of the day, it's not a mistake if you learn a lesson, right? So here's here's what I think. I think, obviously, um, you know, putting the ending aside, you have a really sort of like good... Um, connection with a person right? <laughs> yeah so i'm trying to keep it together right now. oh dude <laughs> that's adorable i'm 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 honored that you're yeah um the 
the thing is, unfortunately, it's like right from the very beginning, the fact that the relationship is like mostly online is problematic, right? Because yeah, it was because it, you're kind of you like and I both know behind the eight ball on certain fronts. Yeah, sorry, I'm cutting you off. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, and and. <clears throat> It's not, it's by no, it's nobody's mistake. It's just, this is the reality of being online is it's like you're texting each other. Things can be misinterpreted. You know, feelings can get hurt without any will intent being, being you know, so it, it's just the way that it is. It's like being yeah. online is, is difficult. Granted in your situation, it's kind of a solution to a bigger problem, which is the fact that you guys can't be around each other. Yeah. Right? So yeah, it's yeah. like, it's a solution. So it has to kind of be accepted as, as what it is. And then you you push as hard as you can to have you know sort of that um that connection in person when as often and and as as sort of frequently and as as long yeah. as you can and then you right? you preserve it you know you communicate whenever you can whenever you're not in person yeah like i'll give you an example yeah um <clears throat> you kept saying it and i and I, I i kept i kept seeing it written and you kept it's when you were when you were texting her when are you not working right and i think we've talked about this before oh yeah um and it's it, when when I read that in my mind, like I know what you're saying, but when I read it in my mind, yeah, but I can easily see it being she, like, we, when are you it, not working? It we had been texting long enough that it wasn't. There was no reason to misinterpret that. I, I understand know? what you're saying, but it's like even in a solid relationship, those moments can happen, right? That's just an example of like how yeah, things can be. It is interpreted. It is, yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, and the 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 point that I was making was more just about the. Um, the unfortunate sort of like foundation on which you built the relationship. Right. Right. Which was a long distance relationship that was predominantly online and yeah, through no fault of your own. It's like, it's just the geographical constraints that yeah. you guys were, I mean, were presented with. That's how it started. But we, we did see each other like frequently enough yeah. after it started that but way. But again, like do... I know what you're saying. It's, it's, we can't see each other all the time, but it was just, yeah, I don't know. It's it, look, I, I remember, okay, I'll give you a perfect example of what I'm talking about. And it's when um, Jordy and I were living together, right? And he was working uh, four on, four off at the mine. And when we were like our weekends, I was working three on, or sorry, four on, three off. Mm-hmm. And so there was times where we had entire weekends together. Yeah. And then times where we would go weeks without having time That's off That's essentially the same thing that we were doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I remember even like we're living together, like we're, we're sleeping in the same bed. You know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. like we, we see each other by just by force of like sort of proximity. Right. Yeah. And, and it would feel like when we were in sync, we were like on the same wave. And then as soon as like our schedules would get misaligned, it'd be like we were on completely different waves. And then it'd be like just hanging out for the first like spending time together. Not that it felt weird or foreign or anything, but it was like you had to kind of like it took a minute to get yourself like back in realigned. Yeah, and then yeah. you're like, Oh yeah, now we're good. And then you're cruising together and then everything's good. And then you kind of get out of sync again and being away from somebody will do that because you're not surrounded by that person. So you're not mm-hmm. living on that wavelength. Yeah. You're surrounded by work friends or school friends or, or roommates or dogs or whatever you have. Yeah. Right? And so it, it's just, it is the way that it is. And I, I'm not using this as an, as an excuse. I'm just saying it's like, that's, that's the, um, that's if I, if you if you were to go back and do it all over again, mm-hmm. and you were like, "What's one piece of advice you would give me to make this relationship work differently?" Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Find a way to break that barrier, right? The the distance barrier yeah. and the, well, uh, the internet barrier." Yeah, I had mentioned to her at some point. I was like, "Hey, you know that like 
I would like to be closer to you, like geographically closer to you. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And I mean, that was, I don't know, four months into it. I was just like, just like, just want you to know. It's, it's a lot to put on somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, and again, I, I, it wasn't like a, I'm not uprooting my whole life just for you. Like that's, that's yeah. a lot of pressure to put on someone, but it was like, you know, I, I just basically said like, there's, I don't want to be in the town that I live in anymore. Like I want to move somewhere else and I want to keep seeing you. And so, you know, two plus two is four. Fucking, I want to get out of this town. Why don't I move to a town that's closer to here so we can, I don't have to worry about traveling to see each other, you know? And I think it was, it was well received. It was like, yeah, she was like, yeah, it'd be really nice to not have to travel all the time, you know? Sure. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and, and I think you sort of just touched on, on maybe the last point that we'll make on this topic. Yeah. 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 Um, no, we can Is move on. that <laughs> a big, yeah, a big, um, and I think this isn't a surprise or anything, but it's like a big facet to strong relationships is good communication. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah Being yeah. able to say these things out loud and, and for her to be able to, and that's where, that's where it really broke down. Right. Is for her to be able to say, Hey, I'm feeling maybe even understanding it for her own self. Like yeah. she might not even understand these feelings that she has mm-hmm. and just kind of feels overwhelmed and then doesn't do or, anything about or it. Or underwhelmed even. Sure. Whatever. But uh, you know? listen, if she's, if this is all tracking, it's overwhelmed, right? Because you know, you're coming oh, at her yeah, with yeah. energy and, and she's just kind of like trying to avoid it. Which to me, and, then, it, and it wasn't like a different energy. It was the same energy as before. It just something, sure. something happened and something clicked on her end where it was like, uh, but it's, nah, it's the same thing. We talked about this already, but it's the same thing that was happening to you where it's like, it's not the relationship, it's the truck and it's the debt and it's the school and mm-hmm. it's the career. And then yeah, it's yeah. the relationship. Yeah. And all of that is something right. And you get overwhelmed and then you just shut down and then you go, I don't want to deal with this. I'm going to deal with it. Not never, like mm-hmm. not now. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. So, so for her to even be able to understand these feelings and then to be able to communicate those feelings appropriately mm-hmm. in, in a way that's concise and that makes you respond in the way that is productive is it's, it takes a, a fucking psychology degree to be able yeah. to achieve that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, and obviously I, I was just going to add to that. Like I know, um, it's you, the communication is like the biggest one It's like, you're not, you don't hesitate to say how you feel when you feel it. And I think that's something that I've learned even just in the last couple of days is, um, for myself, I think I tend to overthink things a little bit when it comes to everything, not just relationships, right. but I tend to kind of ruminate and just like look at things and try to think like, Oh, take a step back, look at this logically and just sit on it for a bit and then like, see how you feel tomorrow sleep on things essentially. Um, whereas, and then I'll, I'll let, I'll overthink and then kind of pile more thoughts on and pile more thoughts on until if you imagine like a cup being filled, yeah, like you get to a certain point and it starts to overflow, obviously. Yeah. And then I'm like, and that's when the thoughts all come out and it all comes out as fucking in one big shot, as opposed to being like something popped into my head. Hey, I was thinking about this, blah, just fucking say it, you know? So it's always out on the table. It's always out in the open. There's never any fucking mystery or doubt. It's like you just fucking talk about shit when it comes up, you yeah. know? So for me, in hindsight, I'm like, well, I kind of started feeling weird like maybe in February, like late Feb, early March or something. But I brushed it off and I overthought yeah. about it and I brushed it off. And in hindsight, I should have just been like, yo, what the fuck's going on? You know, cut it off at the pass. When I, I should have said something when I felt it. There you go. That's a valid sort of, that's a valid lesson to walk away with. Yeah. 
right? Become a better communicator and then align yourself with better communicators and you're far likelier to mm-hmm. have a healthy relationship. Yeah. And I don't just mean a romantic relationship, but like in all your Oh, just in general, right? yeah, for sure. Yeah, with your parents and your siblings and your roommates and your friends and everybody, right? So, yeah. no, that's good, man. I'm, I'm, it sounds like you're doing okay. It sounds like despite yeah, the fact that I mean, you just got dumped, you're doing okay. And, and in a pretty shitty way, like not in like a, you know, you walked in and found her fucking your dog, but like, you know, in, in yeah. a... In a pretty shitty way, in a, pretty, um, but in a pretty, unfortunately, sort of stereotypical, you know, Gen X or whatever the fuck, Gen Z or Gen Y or whatever yeah. generation we are in. It's, um, this has been um, like a, a useful exercise. Like I've been able to kind of organize these thoughts, I guess, in a certain way that's been productive or it's felt productive anyway. But I'm still, I'm still going to be sad for a while. Like I'm still going to be yeah. heartbroken for a while. It's the kind of thing that, you know, you can't. Um, like you have to go through it. This is the advice that I gave um, another friend of ours a, a little while ago. And I, it was essentially in a very similar situation, but I said to him, I said, this sucks and it's supposed to suck. Yeah. It's important that it sucks and you have to kind of let it suck and it's going to suck for a while. Mm-hmm. And then eventually it's going to suck a little bit less and yep. then a little bit less. And then eventually you're going to forget that it sucked. And when you think back on the fact that it sucked, you're going to wonder what sucked about it. And you're going to be like, I'm such a better person now because of that. I'm yeah. such a different person because of that. And so that's really the essence of it is it's like, you're just in the, it sucks part. You're, yeah. you're just, it, it transitions towards it sucks less. And then it doesn't suck that much anymore at all. And then you hardly ever really think about it again. Yeah. And it's, it's unfortunate, but it's part of, it's a part of life. Yeah. And that's anyway. the thing, like fucking people break up all the time and people go through yeah. way worse shit than I'm going through. You know, yeah. well, I just, I just, I don't know. It's, um, but I'm not trying to minimize what you're going through either. And I'm happy that you no, told I know. us. And I'm, ha- yeah. I'm, I'm happy that you told me, um, you know, I, it's, it's a, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's a shitty thing to go through yeah. and, and it's good to, it's easier with people around. Right. So for sure. So thank um, you for, thank you for telling me about that. Yeah. You know? No worries. It's, um, I'm trying I, to think if I have any final thoughts on that whole thing. I don't know if I do. It's the, oh, the one final thought too, is just, it's, it's been this one. This is the one that's <laughs> fuck. And on a sad note, I guess. The one that's been fucking with me the most, I think, <sighs> kind of sappy, but it's like, I think about like the last time you think about the last time you see someone mm-hmm. and you never imagine that that's the last time you're going to see them. Right. Yeah. And that's the part I think that makes me maybe the most sad. It's like, well, I don't know. It's, it's. I don't know if it makes me the most sad, but it's just kind of like a sticking point. It's like a, it, it just, it's hard to let go of that one idea or that one thought of like, had I known that this was going to be the last time I would have said something more. I, I would have, I've maybe I'd have said or done something. I don't, I don't fucking know, but it's just like, well, no, it's just, it's, okay. it's, it's, it sucks that the last time I saw her was in hindsight, completely unceremonious and like unremarkable really. It was just like, we said goodbye we kissed and was like, okay, I'll talk to you soon. I'll let you know when I get home. And like, that was it. Okay. You know? Well, that's, that's a, that's a, no, that's, that's a point I want to pick up on because it's a good life lesson right there is that there is a potential for every single time that uh-huh. you leave anywhere for that to be the last time you see somebody and the last time you talk to somebody. And it's like, dude, so don't f- leave any ambiguity about how you feel about people. Yeah. That kind of comes back to being a good communicator. And it's like, yeah, dude, the last time I talked to a lot of people, I didn't know it was going to be the last time I talked to them. Yeah. Right. 
um, you know, we've got a, I've got a growing list of people who have passed away in my life and mm -hmm. who I wish I could have one more conversation with or, or, or whatever. But as I got older and as those things kind of kept happening, it got less and less difficult because I got better and better at telling those people how I felt about them before that happened. Kind of like with you, it's like, dude, if you, if you, you know, and as unfortunate as it would be, if you passed away after the recording of this podcast, I don't feel like there's anything that you didn't know about <laughs> how I feel about you. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how I feel about you. Yeah. All of my friends now know how I feel about them because I learned that from uh, losing people and, and not having those lessons learned yet. Yeah. And then developing those skills later on to be able to be open with people and to be able to tell people that I love them, you know, and to be able to tell people that uh, they're important to me. Mm -hmm. And then... And then you can, and then you can walk away feeling like, like even if that's the last time I ever talked to that person, mm -hmm. at least they know. And, and, yeah. and if it's, and if it's somebody who is going through a hard time, um, and maybe having some thoughts that are sort of darker or whatever, it's like, I, I can be a flashlight, not a, not a full sunbeam, not a full mm -hmm. skylight. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to fix the problem, but at the very least, if they're looking for just one thing to hang on to. I'll be that person because I told that person how I actually feel about them, right? Yeah. So, so that's a good lesson to that's a good lesson to walk away on. I think is like yeah, is like, um, treat, treat that as a as a as a as a lesson. Yeah, tell people you love them, even like just I'm like I was building up the I don't know the courage, but I was like trying to think about when it is that you tell someone you love them. Yeah. Without being creepy in like the first two weeks, you know what I mean. So I was like, I don't, I don't know. But like, I, what I felt was like, it was like nothing I ever felt before. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is love, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I was yeah. trying to find, I was like, ah, I don't want to say it now, but I'm like, I'm sure I'll, I'll, that was exactly what you just said. And I was like, I'll see her again soon enough on like, and the moment will feel right. And I'm like, why was I waiting for a moment? Yeah. Like in hindsight, I'm like, I just sort of just fucking said it when I felt it. And like, not necessarily expect a reply, but just like, it's like a regret now that I have, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I don't know, well, I don't know if it would have, it, it probably wouldn't have changed anything to be honest. I don't think it would have. I think things would have probably unfolded the same way that they, that they did, but maybe not. And now it's just kind of like, I'm not, I'm not hung up on it. I just want to, but yeah. I just want to say that like. The only difference is that, yeah, you wouldn't feel like that's a regret. No, exactly. I wouldn't have the regret of like, oh, I should have just fucking said it when I felt it, you know, instead of waiting Lesson for the learned. moment. You just fucking don't wait to do something. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you are <laughs> taking over, if you are planning on ghosting someone, don't do it. Don't don't do it. Write us an email. Write us. And we'll write you an email and, back saying and we'll, don't do it. We'll write exactly. We'll tell you not to do it. Um, it's it sucks. It's not fun for the person who's being ghosted. Even though I guess in theory, technically I wasn't. I got a a, a reply, but I was being ghosted for a minute there. If you're thinking of ghosting someone, don't do it. Send them a text. Lie to them if you have to. Just give mm -hmm. them a sign of life. Don't ghost them. If you are in a relationship and you are thinking of breaking up with someone, don't ghost them. Just break up with them. Okay, I thought you... I, and I if you this, are in a yeah, relationship okay. and you are... and you feel like you're in love with someone or you know you're in love with someone, go ahead and tell them. And, and if you 
are in any one of those situations yeah. and you're trying to figure out what you should do, send us an email. Write us an email at Please the wrong guys podcast at gmail.com. I think that like the only people who listen to this are like our 12 friends who have wives and children. So, but anyways. And I doubt, I doubt they'll make it to what I'm at is an hour and 54 minutes. Oh, so. fuck. That's true. This should be okay. a, almost be a two-parter, shouldn't it? Here's here's what we're gonna do. Don't worry. I'm gonna. I, I've got some serious editing to do. I will. Yeah. I will pare this down. Also, I'm to, not. I'm not rewatching this. <laughs> so, if you want to do any I, video editings for clips, go ahead. But I do not want to. That's fine. Relive this this whole thing. That's fine. Um, I will pare this down to to one sort of like sort tangible of episode. I'll try and get it in under an hour and a half. But anyway, Oof, here's the point. Good luck. What I'm, what. What I'm getting at is we're going to transition over to a game that I've got for us because one thing that you shouldn't be doing is dwelling on the history. Yeah. So we're going to, as a, what a friend should do is um, take you on a new adventure. Yes. Okay. Um, All right. So, and then, and then we'll, we'll distract call it my we'll, mind. That's the word I was looking for. All right. So here's what I, what I, what I decided is I was like, I was thinking about all the stuff that I didn't know. By the way, I just really want to reiterate, thank you for talking to us about that. Oh, yeah, me. honestly. I keep saying us, like I'm multiple um, people. But thank you for talking to me about that. Um, okay, so here's the here's the game we're going to play, okay? So I came up with all these things because I was like, these are all terms that if I had come up against as a civilian, I would have been fucking lost, okay. right? Some of these you might recognize. Some of these are gimmies. I put some easy ones in there, too. This is kind of like word I want of the you day. To give me, I want you to give me your sort of like first instinct but like actual best guess but like we won't draw this out because there's quite a few of them so yeah. just like throw them out there okay yeah and so basically what these are is like terms that i come across on a daily basis okay. that like i'm just super super familiar with now okay so if i say to you what is an ncm these are all these are all uh, military related i think predominantly like the letter ends nc and m yeah uh non november charlie non-commissioned marine Close. You're. It's a non-commissioned member. That's ah, good. Fuck. I'm an NCM. So I know NCO from like war movies and shit. A non-commissioned officer, yeah. exactly. So, um, commissioning is basically being told, like you, they get like a certificate, and like the king or, you know, the queen or whatever would be like, hey, thank you for being one of my soldiers or whatever. Oh, nice. So, those guys are officers, and they make way more money than I do, and they're in charge of me. Sweet. There you go. Wow. One. I'm gonna give you a point for that. Uh, what is the COC or cock? The camp of champions. Uh, no, it's the chain of command. Ah, which fuck. is yeah. I'm at the bottom of the chain, and the, uh, the cock officers nice. are at the top. Yeah, the cock, the chain of command. Um, okay, these this one's an easy one. On the ship, wh- where what would you do in the heads? In the heads? Yeah. What are the heads? Uh, uh sleeping quarters. <laughs> ba- uh, I'll give you another try. Ba- uh, bathrooms. Yeah, it's when you got to hit the head, you know. Oh, the latrine. It's a, so I yeah. The fun fact: there's uh, such a thing as sea heads. I just found out. So we have like obviously a whole plum. I'm not gonna get into it. Anyway, we have a system for taking poops on the ship if there was no power. Oh, Um, lovely. What is the you don't just stick your ass out the the man the whatever they call the porthole, the porthole yeah, and bombs away Um, into the ocean. What would you do in the galley? Uh oh! Isn't the galley where the captain of the ship like? Isn't that where like the big fucking steering wheel is? No, that's the bridge. Oh shit, the bridge. Uh, the galley in or that the case is the kitchen. You're it's the dining room. Ah, so I'm gonna fuck. give you a point for that. Half a point. Yeah, I'm giving those two guesses. I'm giving you a. 
Um, all right, here's a funny one. Who is the coxswain? Oh, is that the same? Is that spelled C-O-X-S-W-A-I-N? Uh, C-O-X-W-A-I-N, yeah. Coxswain. Coxswain, um, yeah. Isn't the cox coxswain the person who gives um like directions or something? Uh, or, or or relays orders? Because I know like a coxswain in like in rowing, okay, is the person. There's always so like you think imagine like an eight person rowboat. Okay. Like Olympic rowing. And you yeah. have the eight fucking jack dudes or jack girls were rowing. Mm-hmm. There's always a tiny little fucking person. Like they're always the sh- shortest shit and they're sitting at the front of the boat. And they're just. Because they're light. Yeah. Yeah, because they're light. And they're not doing anything. They're just sitting facing the rowers and they're just fucking screaming at them, like screaming a tempo, screaming a whatever strategy, I guess, if there is strategy in rowing. So to that me, it's tracks. like I'm thinking like the person who communicates orders or relays orders from, okay. from like I'm going to give you a point for that because the coxswain is um, officially the is a title that's given to the highest ranking NCM so usually on ship it would be a chief petty officer okay. uh, first class a CPO. so it's it's CPO exactly <laughs> so the highest the highest ranking person who's not commissioned okay. who's not an officer right. and that person's a coxswain so they're like usually Usually they're kind of like the one in charge of the people doing the work. Yeah, right? I'm pretty sure that's what a coxswain is in a rowboat. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm mistaken. Yeah, no, you you nailed it. Okay, yeah. sweet. Okay, who who is the CO? Commanding officer. Yeah, that's easy. All right, this one's tough. Okay. What is the forecastle? I've oh fuck the forecastle is. I can give you so no the no, no don't give me no, a, no hints. Okay. Is it a person or is it a thing? Actually, give me one hint. It's a it's a place. The place. The forecastle is where sailors okay. go. So far, you're good. <laughs> it's where sailors go to when they are off duty. They can go to the forecastle to play games and have drinks. It's like a <laughs> it's like a bar. You, you were pretty close. You were you were close like up a, to a certain like point. Like a lounge area for okay. sailors. Okay, so the the forecastle, which is a derivative word of for castle, and for meaning in front of castle being the bridge, is the front part of the ship. Oh, also known as the weather deck. Um, now the the reason I said you were almost right is because in a lot of ships, the forecastle is the break area for smoking. Oh, okay. Oh, so I'm going to give yeah, you that's where they go smoke darts. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you a point for that because you were kind of on it. Nice. Um, I'll take it. Uh, what is a killick? Or should I say who is a killick? Oh, a killick is the person responsible for sending out telegrams from the bridge. <laughs> it can be. still do telegrams, right? Beep, 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 it beep, can beep, beep. be. Um no, I, you know what? They don't learn Morse code. I just found out. I, I have a friend, I have now, a why, bunch of friends who are navcoms. Now, why would you anymore? Uh, naval communicators. Yeah. And they don't they don't learn Morse code. Yeah. But they learn, anyway. Yeah, they learn Morse code, but on lights. But not, oh. they don't think they know Well, Morse I guess code. you still need to know it in case, you know, that makes sense, I guess. Idiots. Um, no, so a killick, I'm not going to give you a point for that. Uh, a killick is a, it's a rank. It's actually, tech, it's not a real rank, but it's like a rank. So uh, S1, so first sailor first class, is also known as a killick. So in the olden days, what would be known as an able seaman uh, 
was also referred to as a Killick. I don't know why. I don't know the history of that. Okay. One. Sounds, if you're sounds, look it up. sounds like Gaelic or something. Yeah. Yeah, it does, doesn't Kellogg. it? It's probably an old, like there's, it's all, dude, the, the fucking Navy is just steeped in, in tradition. Paddy right? so, O'Sullivan. Kel- yeah. Kellick. Um, I got a few left here. Okay. Um, so this one I'm going to tell you, and then I'm going to tell you that you've already kind of outlined it. So it's in one of the Ooh, answers okay. you've already given. All right. What would you do? What is the mess? What would you do in the mess? Oh, the mess hall. Isn't that, uh, isn't that essentially like the dining room? Or no? Yeah. The it gallery? can be. Mess hall. Or is the mess hall like the where they fucking go and hang out and play darts and drink beers? Okay. Yeah, so the mess hall is the break area. So it's also um, in on ship. The mess is uh, the the place where all the bunks are. Can you so drink? You is there is there beer on the ship? Oh yeah. Oh sick, nice. Um, yeah, there they still do rum rations. It's a it's a whole thing. Nice. Drinking is drinking is very accepted in the, in the military. <laughs> um, okay, so you remember coxswain? Mm-hmm. What is a boson? A boson. And so Bozen spell is it? spelt Boatswain, B-O-A-T-S-W-A-I-N. Oh. So that would be the opposite of a coxswain. So it would be like the bottom of the <laughs> I mean... the bottom feeder, the bottom of that chain, the bottom of that cock, bottom of that COC. If coxswain is at the top, the botswain's at the bottom. You're, I'm going to give you a half point for that. Okay. And if anybody who's a bosun is listening to this, they'll be very angry about bosun. me saying that. Um, <laughs> so a bosun is a trade. Um, oh. bosons are, uh, typically they're, they're, um, they work on the outside decks. So they do line handling, they do pulling ropes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, they deal with fueling. They deal with all the, like the poop the deck? sort of like the physical, yeah, they're, they're, they're laborers okay. essentially. Oh, okay. They do the painting, they go up and down in the, on the ladders and stuff. Gotcha. So they're, I have a lot of friends who are bosons. They're cool people. They love to party and they take full advantage of rum rations. <laughs> okay. Who, um, oh, how would I put this one? Who is the Padre? The Padre? Wouldn't that yeah. just be like the, the, the priest who's on ship? Okay. Well, What's his main... Yeah, you're right. I'm going to give you that point right away. Because like, every... Do you know... They all have like... Uh, yeah, don't they all have like pastors or priests? Yeah, so on, on non-denominationally, board? they have a, a, a trade... That's called Padre. I think there's another word for it. Like a spiritual advisor. Yeah, everyone refers to them as the Padre. But really, their actual responsibility, um, like like more like literally, is they're basically HR. They're like the head of HR. Oh, okay. And so you go see the Padre if you... uh, Like say, okay, say I had um, uh, a death in my family and I needed to go home for that. I would go to the Padre and the padre would start to start the paperwork and organize having me go okay. but then also would support me in an in a sort of like a an emotional side side and and you know kind of do like more and then could direct me towards like therapy if that if that was something that was necessary right. they're like really sort of like jack of all trades really nice people okay every single one i've ever and they don't care if you're religious or not oh, okay they just really just they just love everybody they're cool people nice okay every day at 10 a.m. something happens on ship what is that? Roll call. Mm, no, but you um, will find everybody. Oh, what's it called when everyone fucking has to gather and do the fucking... Oh <laughs> they, they call it man overboard sometimes, but... Um, no, so every day at 10 a.m., uh, it is soup. Oh. 
Like yeah. lunch? It's a real... No, no, not lunch. Just soup. What does that mean? You just go and have soup. They have soup. Oh. You go and have soup. Oh, it's literally just soup. <laughs> soup. Oh, okay. That's pretty sweet. It's like... I'd never heard of it before, but it's a huge tradition in the Navy. Every day at 10, soup. Oh, nice. Um, okay, can you tell me uh, what is... Uh, well, you know what port and starboard are. Which one I is which? I forget which one's which. Yeah, oh, this is the question. Um, fuck. It's port, starboard, and then what are the other two? Stern and bow? No. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget. Sure. Okay, port and starboard. I'm going to say... Port is behind, and starboard is f- the front, forward. One is one is left, and one is right. Oh, fuck. Um, port. I give you another shot at it. Port. You get a fifty-fifty shot. Is left, and starboard is right. You're correct. Nice. Do you want to know why? Why? Why would okay. you say left and right? All right. So, um, thinking back to old wooden ships, uh huh, you would have uh, a steering oar, right? Yes. So you'd have a bunch of people rowing in the middle yes. and then somebody at the back holding a big steering oar. Yeah. Right. And the steering oar, because the majority of people are right handed, would always be on the right side. Okay. And so starboard is actually, uh, I've read it before and if you read it, it makes sense, but it's it's supposed to be spelled stower board and stower means steer and then board is ball, which is side. So the steer side is on the right. Uh, okay. And because that big steering oar is sticking out on the right side, you couldn't dock on that side. So you would put the other side facing oh, port. Oh, port side. Oh, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. So port side is left and starboard is right. And that I haven't forgotten it since I read that. Yeah. So. No, I won't either now. Yeah. Sweet. There you go. Easy. Isn't that cool? Um, okay. This is an easy one. What do you yell if somebody uh, falls overboard? It, it's just man overboard, right? It is. Now, that was a trick question. I'm going to give oh, you a point. Is it, that was a oh, trick hold question. on. Is it person overboard now? <laughs> it's person overboard oh, now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay. I'll give you... <laughs> of course it is. I'm going to give you a point for that, though. And then, if you had to take a guess, mm-hmm. what does CBRN stand for? CBRN. In the... Yeah context of the navy that yeah. would be canadian battleship of the royal navy wow that's a ter- it's a good it's a cool guess but it's nowhere near oh, what it is oh damn combat um, combat um no i got nothing i don't know okay okay so cbrn is uh, chemical biological radio i like mine better Ra- <clears throat> i'm drawing a blank on Radioactive radiation. nuclear. Radioactive nuclear. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a, a. We're CBRN trained essentially, so it's something that we come up against a lot. Okay. You know, like, you learn how to wear a gas mask and fucking right. do all that shit. And then the last question: um, If you were floating, if you say your ship, um, you know, whatever rolls into the water and everyone goes overboard and all this other stuff, and and you and another person. Um, are floating away together, but there's a door. Is there room for two people on that fucking door? Mm. Yes. Always. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. Always. Well, buddy, you got 12 out of 16. That's pretty good. I mean, pretty generous 12 out of 16, but I'll take it. I think you're in the Navy now. I think you're officially I actually was going to ask you, has the... I, I heard or read something recently, but the Navy 
specifically doing like a one-year trial program. Yeah. Because they're so desperate for people that they're just like, come do it for a year. And if you hate it, just if you can just dip whenever you want or something like it's a yeah yeah. And they'll um, still treat you like a like a like you're in the navy. Like they'll pay you the salary and you get to all totally, the perks. Yeah. But yeah. you can just leave whenever uh, you want if you don't like it. Yeah, it's a one year contract. You can. Always, oh, it is a contract. I thought it was like a one year no commitment. Like just come try it out. No, no, but the contract doesn't hold you down. It, right. it helps you out. Right. It's like it's not a contract that holds you in. It it holds them just, accountable for hiring you. It's like a they're like re- removing barriers, I guess. From they're yeah. just trying to make it easier it, for people to get in. Honestly, I think it's a cool program. I think it's going to be a cool program, mostly because um, in that year you'll get your basic done. You'll also very likely they're gonna try and like dangle a carrot. So there's going to be a lot of like really cool things that you're going to get to do that we didn't, we never got to do right. and that we won't get to do until we're on ship. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to spend a year kind of just like dipping your toe in a lot of stuff. And then at the end of that year, then, then you can sort of apply for a trade and the time that you've spent in, I think will help you out, um, in your seniority in terms of getting on courses and stuff. Right. So it's all um, valid. Like, Oh Jesus Christ. That whole year you're doing is valid. Like it's yeah, not just like yeah. a. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. No, I think it's going to be a really, it's, it's a cool idea. Like from my perspective. Yeah. It's like desperate times though. Hey, like, Oh fuck man. It's rough. I don't understand how we have, well, I guess there's always the Navy to fall back on if I really want to. It's a, listen, (laughs) you're, we're here. We're talking about it. I recommend it. It's a lot of fun. I'm having a great time. It's a cool life, but uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I just thought those, those were just some of the stuff that I thought I would, I would have had a hard time. I don't think I would have done as well as you did on on those questions if I if you had asked me those things like two years ago. So well, tell your um your CEO I'll be there on Monday yeah. morning next Monday morning six a.m. five a.m. five four thirty a.m. I'll be there with my navy suit on, ready to shoot the guns and fire the cannons and mop the poop deck. We do Sleep have we do have cool uniforms now. There's there's Owen's uniform oh, yeah. in the back. You can see nice. I just World, made me look black. at my background and I just realized that's got to go because you know where that's from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so next time we record a video, that will no longer be on the wall. There will be a different picture There will be on a the different wall. poster on the wall. <laughs> Fuck, right. I just realized it's still there. Well, on that note, I think I think as a, as a conclusion, I will say, um, you know, we've talked a lot about and obviously, you know, mental health and all that stuff we've we've gone over this part already but it's like you know find somebody if you're having a hard time find somebody who who can listen to you yeah. you know and who cares about you and and there are people who do and there's always going to be somebody who cares about and you and don't think that they don't either no you know like it's like reach out yeah. people are people are glad to help don't, people are glad yeah. to feel wanted don't think that you're a burden so, it's it's i always appreciate when so, if and when someone reaches out to me for that sort of thing it doesn't happen often but if someone does it's like i'm glad you did i appreciate that you did mm-hmm. So don't be shy to do yeah. that sort of thing if you feel like you need to. Yeah, just go for it. And I'd say don't wait to do on something. That note, um, I we never got around to my issue, uh, which is that I changed deodorants this week, and it's really fucking with me. Oh, I thought you were saying my my dick is too big. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not an issue I'm having. <laughs> um, <laughs> Can I ask real quick what you changed from and to? Uh, I went from the uh, Old Spice Classic uh, Fresh. Yeah. To uh, Old Spice Oasis, Ooh. and I just really feel like I went from being a man to being like a muffin because my new deodorant smells like baked goods. Oh, yeah, you don't and want it's that. It's a lot to handle. 
Um, it's a lot to handle. I use Everyman Jack sandalwood or cedar. That's you. Yeah. That's mm. good shit, baby. Interesting. Well, I also changed my shamp- my my body wash. I went from Old Spice Fresh to um, Do- uh, Dr. Watkins Lemon. Oh, spirit. that one's that so, one's good. The Dr. Watkins one is really good. The black one. Yeah. Bottled. So again, I smell like baked goods now. Mm. Um, well, that's not so bad. The- Owen can't keep his hands off me, so I'm okay with it. That's working out. Sounds like it's working yeah, out. Yeah, he liked baked goods, so. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so on that note, I'd say we should probably cut it there. Yeah. Like two hours and 27 minutes. That's a good um, one. If That's pretty good. Yeah, thank you for listening. And uh, I'm, I have to say goodbye because otherwise we're just going to wrap into something Yeah, else. you're probably right. Okay. All right. Let's pull the plug on this. Bye. The way that this girl pulled the plug on our relationship. <laughs> <laughs>